Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. He goes way back even with this scheme back to Denver. Um, you know, he's played this the position of center, so he really knows his stuff and has great command of, of our offense. So I, I think it's been a really smooth transition, and it'll be great to still have Rick in his role from a distance, being able to speak into the run game plans and the pass protections and just the strategy week in and week out. There he is, the Dagger Doctor, the secondary slayer and the fourth quarter pharaoh himself. One of the 18 best quarterbacks in the world, <laughs> which we'll get to. Does he ever wear the same Vikings cap? I feel like every time I see Kirkers, he's dude, wearing a different Vikings cap. Dude, if you made $30 million a year, you would wear different socks every day. Like, you, I wouldn't. Rich people don't wear the same clothes Brett twice. Brett Favre wore that same disgusting Nike hat every Ugh, time. That's a fair point. Or or was it a new one that he, like, did he have someone that, like, pitchers, Sweated. like, will have someone mud up the baseball or whatever, or, like, kickers <laughs> with their footballs? You know, did he just have a guy that made his hat look like that? And it was, a, it was a new hat, but it was... Just a fat guy who, like, would put... The, the hat on and sweat profusely and then be like, okay, Brett, it's ready. And use it as toilet paper. Maybe. Um, (laughs) This is is Purple Daily. Wow. Mackie Judd, our executive producer, Declan Goff, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And we love rankings on this show. By the way, trip is happening. I should throw a quick plug out. Judd's out there on a daily basis. Uh, Tons of video content all throughout the Score North social media platform. So, be sure to follow. We did an Instagram live yesterday. Judd's first ever Instagram live on the Score North IG account. Mm. And uh, we unveiled Purple After Dark last night. Mm-hmm. Purple daily, but with a couple adult beverages and uh, taking your comments. So we'll do that a couple times a week. So, hey, we're the place to be for daily Vikings entertainment here. Purple daily and Score North. And we love rankings. And Mike Sando, friend of the show from The Athletic, every single year, he surveys... Well, I'll just give you the details here. An all-star voting panel that this year included seven general managers, so basically like 20 to 25% of the GMs in the league, five head coaches, 11 coordinators, 15 other executives, seven quarterbacks coaches, and five other NFL people working in front offices or in other coaching capacities, so consultants or whatever, and they ranked 34 veteran quarterbacks into five tiers. One, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. So you could see these are the official Mike Sando quarterback tier rankings. Let's go through them. Number one, 
tie for uh, number one. Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes both had 50 votes across the board for Tier 1. So they're both Tier 1. Every one of these people voted them for Tier 1. Number number three, Tom Brady, who had 41 out of 50 Tier 1 votes and then nine Tier 2 votes. By the way, stop me if... If you guys want yeah. to. Yeah, okay. no, you're, you're fine. So you're far. fine, yeah. Russell Wilson, Tier 1. Yep. Deshaun Watson, Tier 1. 26, Tier 1. 23, Tier 2. Well, wh- why do you guys praise Deshaun? I don't know. I mean, obviously, he seems like he might be a bad guy, but before all that stuff came out, he's an amazing quarterback. Just has a terrible organization and infrastructure. Uh, tier 2, Josh Allen. This is in order, by the way. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, 7 Tied with Matthew Stafford, seven. Stafford also got four Tier 1 votes. Kind of interesting. Yeah, and I think that might have something to do with the fact that so much is expected of him now with the Rams, mm-hmm. don't you? I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I think the perception, including from me, of him has now changed because he's not a lion. <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert tied at nine. So a lot of love for... Couple young quarterbacks there across the league, and again, this is these are GMs, coaches, quarterbacks, coaches, coordinators. Eleven, Matt Ryan. We're still in tier two here. Kyler Murray, twelve. Ryan Tannehill, thirteen. Okay, still Kirk, in tier two. Okay, Kirk's got to be next. Joe Burrow, fourteen. Joe Burrow, who played like half a season as a rookie, right? But people you think go, very highly of him. I can love. You go him. back and look. Are you sure that you haven't missed Kirk missed around twelve? I'll scroll back up. I no. I um, Ryan Tannehill thirteen, Joe Burrow fourteen. Okay, tier three out of five tiers. Derek right. Carr fifteen. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Ben, I love how Ben Roethlisberger is like. Now I'm going to get in shape for the first time. Yeah. And by I'm the way, switch to, what did Lindsay Whalen tell us one time? So how do you stay in shape as an old player? She goes light beer. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, if you've seen Ben, he is skinnier. But it ain't like they're like, oh my god, look at the great shape he's in. He's still got a gut like I do. Is he? Yeah, is he wearing like Kai Forbath skinny jeans and and sockless loafers? Yeah, picture of him. They're like Ben Roethlisberger showing up at Pittsburgh's camp in great shape, and he's got like a beer belly hanging out. Uh, all right, still in tier three here. Baker Mayfield, seventeen. This is unbelievable. And then we get to Kirk Cousins, eighteenth. He received only seven out of fifty tier two votes. Forty three. Tier 3 votes. I'm just going to read some of the quotes. So these are just these are these are anonymous but these are general managers, coaches, etc. One GM said, "If you look at the stats, he's a tier 2 guy all day, but every year I have the same problems with him. Off schedule, it's tough for him. When the when the guy is open, there's no one more accurate, but when the game picture is not perfect, he's not as good off schedule as some of the other guys. I'd give him a 2, tier 2." He can carry the team sometimes. Here's another one. In the bootleg game, he's out there quick and gets his hips around and looks good doing it. That deserves one of these. Football. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's why Kyle Shanahan wanted him. Contrast that to his in-the-pocket versus on-rushing defender. At times, he 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 looks that equipment intern you see in the pass rush drill during the training camp who can't get out of the way. Jeez. Um... Another head coach said, I feel like his good games come when they are getting the bleep kicked out of them. Mm-hmm. Another voter said he struggles to win the big games, and there's a fear factor to his game that you can see up close if you're in the oh. division. 
It sort of, it ticks me off that Sando called you and Phil and you didn't put your name out there <laughs> no, with I, these quotes. I gave him five different quotes actually, and I just disguised my voice. Uh, this is yeah, this is general general manager. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a head Yep, this, <laughs> this is this is Dan Campbell. <laughs> gonna take hey, a Mike. bite out of your kneecap. Yeah. It, it reads like Mackey's being quoted. Mm. Uh, and then here's one more from a former defensive coordinator. Cousins is really good at play action. He's really good at moving the pocket. I think he's a good athlete. He'll stay in there. He has some toughness. His accuracy is good. I don't know that he's going to win the whole thing, but I think he can be a playoff guy and go pretty deep. I think uh, what let them down last year was their defense. So um, I guess what do you guys – this is the most – disrespect we've probably seen i mean chris sims had him like 16th somewhere in there so what do you guys think about league gms coaches coordinators and quarterback coaches having kirk 18th first of all i think that last quote i don't know if he's like a good athlete but as far as an athletic qb or or for that position i guess he gets by uh but i think the last quote is the most fair one like I think the I, that last quote strikes me as being pretty damn accurate. Uh, I'm going to defend Kirk here. I, I think this is too low. Um, I think the amount of disrespect, like the all the quotes that you read until the last one, sound like Vikings fans, non-Kirk stands, and us on like our worst day <laughs> when we're talking about Kirk. Like the, the venom, they literally pulled these I mean, clips from, from Purple Daily I mean, Week Three, right? Yeah. The equip, the equipment guy in the pat when you put him in the pass rush drill. I also, mean, there's another like the the tone. Yes. By the way, these guys talk about him is is sort of disrespect and disdain. It's just yes. Which, they just they just think he's kind of a joke, I and mean, that's that's the way these quotes come off. Yes. Um, I'm going to defend him here. I think 18 is too low. I, I mean, Big Ben going to the Hall of Fame someday. But damn, as far as I can tell, he's washed up now. Baker Mayfield, I'm jury still out on him. Uh, Derek Carr is an okay player, but I mean to put Kirk eight near twentieth, yeah, um, that to me is overly harsh. Dex, what about you? Yeah, I mean it's it's harsh. Um, it 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 feels like if he was fifteenth and he wasn't as close to being one above Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. Like, I, I'm i sorry, I, I don't buy the Carson Wentz was just in a bad system in Philadelphia. I think he's I think he's cooked. I think that back injury ruined him. He had a nice run there, but I don't think he's a very good quarterback. Jared Goff is a disaster. Uh, good luck, Dan Campbell. But the fact that he's right next to those two names, I think, says a lot more. Because Derek Carr, Baker, Kirk, you can those can always be interchangeable, and they probably do belong in the same tier. But when he's that low, all the way at 18th, I think it's pretty damning. I, I agree with Judd. I think it's a little harsh. I think it's harsh, too. And I, I've, I've been probably the harshest critic of Kirk on this show, and 18th is aggressive. He is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Baker has a much better offensive line. You could argue that you know Baker has a better defense, offensive line, like for certainly pass rush based on what Vikings had defensively last year. Uh, and has some pretty damn good weapons as well. So I just I think it's disrespectful to put Kirk below Baker Mayfield. But once you get past like the top ten or eleven, once you get to like twelfth, there's a bunch of leeway between twelve and eighteen. And it just so happens that the way that the game of musical chairs between twelve and eighteen shook out, that there's just a lot of disdain and disrespect for Kirk. And I think this just adds to sort of the bigger picture question of why is there such a gap 
not only between Kirk Cousins and his statistics, and he ranks third all-time in passer rating and like some of these ridiculous numbers that he puts up, there's a huge gap between that and how GMs feel about him and coaches and coordinators and a gap between those numbers and team wins, right? Right. Why is that? Like, what is – is Again, is he the is he the unluckiest, most misunderstood quarterback of our time? Um, we have talked about his late game fourth quarter comeback struggles. We went through all of that data, like last six minutes of the fourth quarter. He's yeah. not good when trailing by one or two scores. But I guess to spin this forward so it's not just a dump on Kirkfest, what does he need to do to close that gap? How how can he get more respect from these people in the league? And how can he how can he merge his great numbers closer to actual team winning production is the answer as simple as well he just needs better infrastructure around him if you give him a better a better defense then you know these gms are going to think much differently about him what does he need to do he needs to first of all and he hasn't done this for at least 2 years he needs to put together a complete season there can't be a bad start and then he's the he's the nfc offensive player of the month for october look at kirk um, he needs to put together a complete season. And, and I'm going to say something that I think can qualify as very nebulous, but I think it's accurate. He needs to prove he's a winner. And the thing is, if you put up big stats in the fourth quarter when you're down by 21, that's saying nothing. He needs to win games with a... So So let's now assume that, that the Vikings defense is going to be greatly improved, right? So they're going to keep you in games, but games can still be tight. Games can still be close. He needs to win those games. And I'm not saying he has to do it completely by himself, but he has to be the motivating or the or the catalyst to those wins. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Those, those quotes, which I do think are harsh, um, those quotes show the overall. So if you take a step back and you're not a Vikings fan and not a Kirk fan, but you're just a football fan, those quotes are indicative of things that we would say at times about Kirk, not all the time, uh, that fans would say. And they're accurate. Think about the amount of times where you have seen Kirk do things and you're just like, why now? What's going on? Why can't you do this consistently? So he needs to be consistent. Uh, He needs to be given the opportunity to succeed and he needs to grab it. And I don't want to hear the excuses. I don't want to hear he's got an offensive line now that I think should be sufficient enough. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, of Do- Dakota Dozier was running with the ones yesterday, yeah, so I, I might pump the brakes well, on that. that take. But that's got to that's got to stop. That's got to stop. In fact, I'll talk to Zim today. Um, to if if I can get the new offensive line coach Phil Rauscher to calm down and quit dropping f bombs in practice, I'll talk <laughs> to him too. But nonetheless, I really think it's it's crystal clear. Kirk has to prove that he can win consistently. Uh, putting up stats in the fourth quarter of a one-sided game that has not gone your way is not the key to it. But I really do believe that that ranking and those comments are coming off the top row. Okay, I, I would lo- I, I'm glad you brought this up, sir. So what does he need to do? He needs to prove that he is a winner, and that can be multiple things. I have a question and and sort of a thought experiment for you guys in just a second here. But speaking of winners, you know, the real winner if you're a golf fanatic in the Twin Cities is PXG Minneapolis, Southdale Center, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a golfer's paradise. They've got so many things for you to explore, clubs of different tiers. On the top shelf, it's the Gen 4 clubs with drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons, the best performing clubs 
PXG has ever made. Um, it's just a fun company. It's a fun place. PXG Minneapolis and Southdale Center. And find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. So you like that? You like that? On this notion of being a winner, I think, and I, I have... I have had spirited conversations on Instagram and Twitter with a lot of Vikings fans, whether it's bloggers, podcasters, uh, Vikings Twitter. A large sector of Vikings fanville or bloggerville dismisses Kirk's 500 career win percentage as being irrelevant. Like, Because people cite, and I do this, I mean, he's played over 100 games as a starter in the NFL, and his winning percentage is exactly 500. How does he put up these ridiculous numbers and it doesn't translate to more team success, right? Doesn't It doesn't compute. What's the missing chip there? And the response is always, well, football is a team game. You can't pin wins and losses on one guy. It's a team game. Yep. And I think my two comebacks to that would be, if football is the ultimate team game, why do quarterbacks get paid two and three and four times as much as other positions? then why are we paying a quarterback $45 million to the cap next year and like a wide receiver makes $14 million, right? Well, it's a team game. Everything, everything's equal. Well, quarterbacks have more influence. Quarterbacks are the leaders. Quarterbacks set the tone. Um, and so it is a team game, but quarterbacks have much more influence on the result of the games than other members of the team, right? And And the second thing I would say is, I've been an analytics guy my entire career in media. Like, I was spreadsheets guy covering baseball. I've been a PFF diehard my whole life um, doing these shows. But there is something interesting if you strip away all the advanced stats and you just look at the most basic stat of all that people mock and ridicule, right? QB wins. You're a casual if you refer to QB wins. You can't pin a team stat on one guy, right? But it's funny, if, if you give enough sample size over 50, 100, 200 career starts, I'm not talking about one game. Like you, It's tough to pin it all on one guy in one game. But if you give 50, 100-plus career starts, it's kind of funny how the all-time win percentage list shakes out correctly, right? So I pulled this list from footballdatabase.com. Quarterbacks with at least 50 starts in their career, okay? Here are, in order... The win percentage leaders, all-time, this is just quarterbacks, okay? Number one, Pat Mahomes. Number two, Tom Brady. Mm. Number three, Roger Staubach. Number four, Joe Montana. Number five, Peyton Manning. Number six, Terry Bradshaw. Seven, Bob Greasy. He's a Hall of Famer. Now, here's an outlier. I'm not saying this is foolproof and perfect. Jim McMahon is in the top ten. Jim McMahon was also part of a team that had maybe the greatest defense of all time for a large chunk of the 80s, and he got to sort of just ride that wave. He also had maybe the greatest running back of all time. So he's, you got to score 17 points today, Jim. Why don't you turn around and hand off to that running back, Walter Payton, right? Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young, Ken Stabler. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, right? Yep. So are you going to tell me that it's just a coincidence that, like, Oh, or those guys are just lucky. Well, those guys, hey, football's a team game. Everyone's equal. Those guys just had amazing coaching, defense, offensive line, skill position players over 15 years of their careers, right? And while some of that is definitely true, I mean, Joe Montana, for God's sakes, had Hall of Famers all over the place. There is an element of having infrastructure around you. But what's the one constant over the 15-year careers that I just listed?
Those guys. Those guys are the ones that are driving and influencing winning more than anything else on their teams. Mm-hmm. And so even though, yes, you can't pin one one win percentage stat on just one guy, like you should use more context, um, it is telling that over 100-plus starts, Kirk is 500. It's A lot of that is on Kirk, not being able to rise up late in games when his team is trailing or playing poorly against some of the best teams in the NFL, right? So I thought that was an interesting exercise, and I think we should stop dismissing QB wins once you get to 50, 100 starts as just being irrelevant entirely. So the problem that, that Kirk fans run up against, too, with the Sando that, that uh, piece that he does is those quotes are all coming from people who work in the game. So they're not coming from rando fan. They're not coming from bitter better. They're coming from executives and coaches who do this for a living. And this is what I always tell people. Um, Like fans are like, well, yeah, but I mean, the team doesn't, you know, the team, I I root for the team and the team thinks things. People in the business pick this stuff apart more than anybody. They don't sit there. They're, They're far more like we are. Now, they wouldn't admit it because they don't want to, but they're far more like we are than they are like fans are, because if you're a fan, you're going to get fired. So their perception of Kirk, I think it's very harsh, but it's real. Like that's really how they feel. And that's why they won't go on the record with their names because it would make them look bad if they did. Um, So Phil, the exercise that you did just sort of plays into how people feel about the game. I mean, Tom Brady still has a job because he can win a ton. He doesn't have a job because, oh, my God, have you seen a statistical line? Yeah. His stats and, and, are still great. And by win a ton, there's, there's a certain – there are things process-wise that Tom Brady does. Because you could actually look at Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins statistically, and if you didn't know anything about those guys other yes. than the stats on profootballreference.com, you'd be like, oh, very interesting. Like, it's kind of a coin flip of who you might take, right? There's things behind the scenes. There's things at practice. There's things in a huddle, things during you know critical moments of a game that yeah. don't show up necessarily – a, commu- a, a, a piece of communication, yes. a, a pull someone aside conversation, a text message sent on a Saturday night, a speech in the locker room before a Super Bowl, right? Like all of the way the way that right. players gravitate toward you and look to you as a leader. Like those are all things that factor in with pretty much everyone on. The, I just listed like 15, the 15 all time <laughs> win percentage leaders, like almost all of those guys have some sort of gravitational pull toward them. I'm going to ride or die with this guy, and that guy is also and, a pinpoint thrower of the football. You know, And that's what the people who were quoted by Sando all know. They know way more than we know or than fans know. So they all know what these guys do behind the scenes, what they do as far as the, the intangible things. And I, I think the last week there have been one or two stories about what Brady did before the Super Bowl and like the night before and speeches he gave. So, yeah, it's just that article is a very telling. So for pe- people who defend Kirk, you know, you guys are just Kirk bashers. You guys, Well, the bigger bashers than us are some probably very influential people who work in the league. So I'm I honestly defend him more than they do. But it's also an important wake up call when you see those people saying what they're saying which is really, I mean, they put, he's 18th, he's tier two. I'd probably put him 12, Phil. Tier three. Or tier three. Yeah. He should be tier two. Yeah. Uh, I, I probably put him, I, I've always said this, he's outside the top 10, but not by, not, I've never put him near 20. Mm. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. I know that I know that a bunch of people are going to be like, "Well, you guys are just hating on Kirk again." We're, no, we're just having a real conversation about oh. the most influential player on the team that we want to win a Super Bowl. I'm defending so. him though. I, but yeah, I agree. He's not I'm 18th. De- he I'm is not 18th. Him here. I'm not buying into this. He's not 18th, but I, I, mean, I, I think I'm trying to explain why people think he, so, why people think so low of him sure, relative to his sure. statistics. Go 12 through 18 again, if, if you'd be so kind. Sure, if you have that in front of you still. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's bulletin board material for me now. It's <laughs> okay. it's pinned up. Yep. All right. Uh, Kyler Murray is 12th. Okay. Actually, let me see who was 11th. Matt Thank Ryan was 11th. That's okay. Good. Okay. I don't know, man. A few That's years too ago, no brainer. That's too high right now. It's too high yes. right now. He's really good. He is really good, good still, but, but right Kyler Murray. Yep. Ryan Tannehill might be low here, actually. Ryan Tannehill's been really with, good the last couple with of years. With how he's played, he's I agree. Good. He's yep. been fantastic. I, I might put him above Matt Ryan. I would. Uh Joey Burrow. It's all really just in you know, that's it's people love his upside. Yeah. I love his upside. Yep. It's coming yeah. off an injury. But. Might be a bit premature to have him fourteen though. Sure. Mm. Right now, sure. uh, Derek Carr. Disagree, that's a tough one, man. I disagree. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk is above Derek Carr. Kirk is above Derek Carr. Yeah, because like, what can you? I mean, it's not like Derek Carr has a run of clutch in the postseason or anything like that. Hell like, no. what's the what's the difference? Correct. Uh, Big Ben, sixteen. That's Baker ridiculous. Mayfield, seventeen, and Kirk Cousins is eighteen. So fifteen. Uh, you want, oh, nineteen. Yep. Jared Goff, as Declan put up on the graphic. Yeah. And Carson Wentz, twenty-first. Jimmy Garoppolo, twenty-second. Daniel Jones. 23rd, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then we get to Tier 4, and it's basically everybody else. Okay, so. Carr, Big Ben, and Baker. You like that? You like that? Don't I think are slam dunks. Should not be right now ahead of Kirk. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I think the only that's thing Carr's got him beat is this Carr. Carr does have some clutch to him. Like, Carr has hmm. 24 game-winning drives, 21 fourth-quarter comebacks. Like, he, he has shown some clutch, but... And if we're looking at Kobe wins, a record of 47 and 63. Speaking of cars, Brainerd International Raceway. Oh, see what you did there. Is Very starting good. some starting tomorrow. Bravo. Putting on a great fun event. Moto America is coming to the Brainerd International Racetrack. 190 mile per hour bike races. Pure adrenaline. And these are fun, family friendly festivals, really. We're talking about camping, kid zones, free carnival games, stunt shows. If you're interested, fun little weekend up at Brainerd International Raceway. Ticket and camping information available at BIRMN.com. You got kids 12 and under, they get in free. BIRMN.com. Hey, I think everyone by now has probably seen the Aaron Rodgers just got up at a podium yesterday and cut a vein open all over the Packers organization and demanded that they trade for Randall Cobb, who's now at practice today. <laughs> Washed up Randall Cobb. Um. Now that he's back, but now that he has made it all very clear how much he hates the organization, what does all of this mean for the Vikings? Because <laughs> I think I actually think even though Vegas now has the Packers as the favorite in the division, mm-hmm. I think the Vikings are much more put together and ready to like the Vikings know what they're doing this year or what they want to accomplish. They know what their mission is. There's really li- very little drama now that Daniel Hunter's back in the fold. Injuries are the only thing that can sort of derail things here in the preseason for the Vikings, and we'll see how some of these guys come back. But, like, I think the Vikings will beat the Packers at least once this year, and I think the Packers could go off the rails because of how rickety this thing seems. So what what did you make from that thing yesterday with Aaron, and what does it mean for the Vikings? 
lots of unanswered questions in my opinion here. First of all, I think the Vikings are a better team. Like if, if you just look at the teams, not the QBs in particular, I think the Vikings, and this is going to, you know, d- depend on uh, Peterson playing well. He's, you know, has to rebound after a couple of years in Arizona where he was not the pro bowl player. He was, he has to come back. I, I mean, the Vikings are counting on some guys bouncing back. They're counting on Hunter being healthy at left end. So, but overall roster rise right now, I like the Vikings more. Here's the thing about the Packers that I can't tell yet. Is Rodgers, if Rodgers comes back with the chip on his shoulder that he had last year, it could be a pain in the ass because that guy was motivated beyond belief. I mean, he was basically called cooked by his own organization yeah. without being called it directly. And when he's, when he's playing like that, he is fantastic. But is he, but is he going to come back again playing like that? Or is he going to come back and be like, well, I sort of proved things last year. I'm stuck here now. Um, I basically came back to get my paycheck, which I guess you can't blame him. But, you know, I'm going to try to have a good year, but I'm not as motivated as I was last year. That's a huge question to me. But going into this year, my inclination is because I like the Vikings and what they've done. I would probably pick the Vikings to win the division right now because there just seems to be such an overall dysfunction in Green Bay from the top on down. Mm-hmm. And it just it feels like they've really lapsed into, despite back-to-back 13-3 and three seasons, into a sort of a malaise of not being super well run. And that type of stuff usually catches up with your organization at some point. And to me, it starts with Mark Murphy, the team president, who I think is the de facto GM. He thinks he's in charge. And I just think he's made a lot of mistakes. And by the way, and I know Rodgers loves him and I know he can play in the slot, but are you telling me like your big present to Aaron Rodgers is Randall Cobb? Like, well, no, it's, it's, the- no, it's, it's not their present to Rodgers. Ro- Gutekunst said today, we only did this because Rodgers asked us to do it. But he I'm saying flat that, out said right. That. No, but I'm saying so they did it. But Rodgers has asked them from, from the the comments that he made at the podium yesterday. Rodgers has asked them for a ton of things about input and about not basically cutting guys and being classless about it. And at every turn until now, they've been like, okay, shut up. Now on Cobb, they're like, okay, we'll bring him back. And like, this is supposed to be the magic elixir. So well, anyway, I I think the Vikings right now are in a much more stable position than the Green Bay Packers. Another main takeaway for me is even even like the way that Rodgers talks, he seems very uncomfortable with himself. He's he's a weird guy. There yeah. seems to be like he's sometimes you think he's very California cool, but he also just seems to be there there's a certain like paranoia about him. I mean, the yeah. guy cut his family out from his life. Like yes. there's a there's a weird sort of sociopathic paranoia about him. That by the way, I'm here for if he wants to play one year in purple like I don't know if I'd want to deal with it for 15 years like they've had to deal with it. And there there probably is a certain, like, my God, this guy, he's a weirdo. He's He just gets super cantankerous about things. He's passive aggressive. Like, he doesn't communicate like a normal human. Huh. You know, he's there's, there, there's just a lot of cloak and dagger weirdness about the way that he goes about his business. And, like, it almost sounds like he has a southern accent now, too. It's like the way that he talks <laughs> has changed over the years. Well, look at his relationships, dude. Like he just bounces from relationship to relationship I, and weird. Yeah. yeah, he's a weird guy. I have questions. He is a about weird that, guy, and yeah. I think he thinks a lot. 
I think he yeah. thinks a lot about life. I mean, he wants a whole, ge- a whole Jeopardy. What'd you say, Dex? I I won't say it on the pod. I just I have questions about his relationship. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's been out there for a long time. Uh, um, yeah. But I mean, the man host hosted Jeopardy. He's an active player. That's odd. Nonetheless, I think the Packers are dysfunctional. I don't think that they're well run, and I think that's going to catch up to them at some point. I think if you were well run, the Aaron Rodgers thing never would have got to this. As weird as he might be. Yeah. Now they, I mean, obviously they put together a good roster to get to 13 and three, like Jair Alexander's yes. maybe the best cornerback in the NFL and Devonte Adams might be the best wide receiver in the NFL. And their offensive line has been amazing. So they've done a good job roster building and, and Brian Gutekunst has been part of the scouting department and now GM for years. Um, but it's like your one priority above all else is to make sure that your hall of fame quarterback is, is, is good, right? Like that you're, you just you've got a relationship there to some extent, um, so but then again, Aaron's probably just really hard to connect with. As that's sort sure. of my read on it. But I think the pressure's on. I think the Vikings now, w- with what's going on here, should win the division, and I think that pressure should be there. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like this is go time. Go time. Uh, Tiny Nuggins Waterboarder tweets into the show. Listening to last night's. Purple After Dark podcast. I'll tell you my conspiracy theory as to why Dakota Dozier is still a Viking. He's kept around so people don't spend the entire time arguing about cousins. He's a vitriol blocker. The only blocking he excels at. Okay, that's (laughs) good. That's good. If if we had Score North merch, I'd send him something. That's a real. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dex, Dex, your your thoughts on Rodgers and the impact on the Vikings, and then, we'll, then I'm going to quiz you guys on the random Viking of the week. I mean, I, I I still think the Vikings are a better team. I think he's absolutely a Madonna, and I would love him on my team. I would love him on my team. I still want him. He's still the best quarterback in the league. For, 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 that's for like a year Pat Mahomes. Yeah, for, for like, like a year for like or two. Year. not going to lock him in to a four- or five-year deal. Um, like but he's, he's literally, he has... This team by the you know what's. He literally has the organization by the you know what's. And Brian Gunnikus had to trade for Randall Cobb to keep him happy, and that says an yeah. awful lot. So I, I do think the Vikings are still the favorite, but it's it's going to be a bleep Randall show. Cobb, dude. But why did he come back so quickly? Like he that whole thing, months of this buildup, right? And he's just like saunters in. Yeah, I guess I came back. Why wouldn't they trade for Julio Jones? Like couldn't they have, know, or maybe 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 they were like on non-speaking terms when that whole thing was going down. But like, how how is Randall Cobb the 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 kid that's going to hold the divorce together or or the couple together? How is it Randall Cobb? Crazy, like of all the people. Let's by the way, Randall Cobb's hanging out there in Houston, probably thinking, "All right, yeah, so my career is kind of winding down here, and uh, yeah, it's it's cool, you know, whatever. I'd like to win a championship, but I've made millions of dollars, and now it's like." The pressure on Randall Cobb to live up to the guy that he was six years ago, because Aaron Rodgers has said, "Listen, you guys need to listen to me. I know what impact moves our team needs, and we need to bring yeah. Randall Cobb back." And Cobb's like, "Dude, I'm not the same player." I'd fire him as GM. <laughs> I, I'd call Rodgers in and say, "Dude, you're fired as GM if you think Randall Cobb is going to help you." The same team so far tried to get Moss. Rodgers no, I mean that's a little different. That's no, a but, little but, different. But I'm saying, but I'm saying he tried to get Moss, which was fine. Uh, then, you know, last March, Aaron basically told him, here's what we should do. They blew that off. And now they're listening. And it's Randall Cobb. Hey, and we got Jordy Nelson on the horn, too. You want him back, Aaron? Yeah. 
<laughs> Jordy, Jordy's like, no, dude. No, no, dude, I'm no. not coming back. No, don't do that to me. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. All right, it's time for the random Viking of the week here on Purple Daily where I give you guys clues over the course of, I don't know, an undetermined amount of time. And you guys each get three incorrect guesses in a competition to the death against each other. (laughs) And random Viking of the week is presented by Federated Insurance They've been helping businesses with risk management tools and protection for over 100 years based in Owatonna, Minnesota. Uh, They've also been supporting and raising money through the Federated Challenge for Big Brothers Big Sisters. Over $41 million raised since 2005. Um, Find out more about Federated Insurance and even Big Brothers Big Sisters, bigbrothersbigsisters.org. You guys ready? Let's do it. Clue number one. This random Viking of the week hails... From New Orleans, Louisiana. This random Viking of the Week was once a Rose Bowl MVP. This random Viking of the Week played college football in the Big Ten. Oh, I'll guess. Judd Zulgad. Michael Bennett. It's a great guess. You put all those, I think all those, I don't know where he's from. I don't know about his birthplace. That's the only one. All right. This random Viking of the week is now a sports talking head. I'm going to let that sit for a minute. I'll tell you where at some point. The Big Ten thing threw me off. I had a a pretty good inkling until you said Big Ten, and now now I'm off. He's now a sports ca- a sports talking cat. This random Viking of the week was a second round draft pick. This random Viking of the week is a radio host. He played in the Big Ten. Sean Salisbury. Do you play in the Big Ten? I don't know. No, I played at USC. Okay. Well, um, yeah. The, the wait. So he's a radio host now. Hmm? You can so, ask some questions, yes or no questions, and what? I can choose whether or not I answer them. Is he a radio host in the South? Yes. <laughs> All right. This random Viking of the week is a one-time Pro Bowler, but not with the Vikings. Oh, boy, now we got tricky. Uh, was he a second-round pick by the Vikings? No. Okay, so this is where this is where I was thrown off. This random Viking of the week is now 53 years old. He's okay. a couple, couple years older than me. Played, um, in the big, played in the Big Ten. This is a tough one. This random Viking of the week, in his three years with the Vikings... Accumulated 2,266 yards from scrimmage. 
Oh, God. Um... This random Viking of the week played at Michigan in college. No, what is it? Anthony Carter? Yeah. This random Viking of the week also scored 27 touchdowns in three years. <sighs> Jake With the Vikings. Reed? With the Vikings, I Jake should. Reed? Yeah, he didn't play at Michigan. Oh, you're each down to your last guess. Has Declan guessed twice? Yeah. Yeah, Declan guessed Sean oh. Salisbury, too. Oh, okay. That's All right. right. That's this right. random Viking oh. of the week 26 touchdowns. tallied 1,689 rushing yards specifically in three right. years with the Vikings. All right. I'm I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess once more. And if I'm wrong, Declan wins by default. No, Declan's got to earn it. Yeah, I got to Otherwise, earn it. I win. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, I didn't know you could win. Sorry about that. Leroy Horde. Wow, Judd Zolgad going for it all. So Leroy Horde is a morning show host on 790 The Ticket in Miami. That's right. I forgot about that. That's and right. um, and he was, well, as they say, need three yards, he'll get you three. Need five yards, he'll, he'll get, get you, you three, three, right? Leroy Horde, man. <laughs> the t- Leroy Horde. The difficult thing about it at first was I thought he was drafted in the second round by the Vikings. But then when you said that, it got I would have never gotten that. So that was a little before Declan's time, but yeah. he did. He was very prominently featured mm-hmm. on the best Vikings team of our lifetimes, 1998. I mean, he was like oh. the short yardage touchdown guy in 98 and 99, you know, 500 yards rushing or something. So uh, there it is. Random Viking of the week. All right. We're going to take a deep breath because we got to send Judd out to training camp. But uh, all kinds of uh, the central <sighs> hub for everything we're doing this week is the score North app and scorenorth.com, whether it's daily Vikings entertainment whether it's Mackie and Judd, the Scoop of Doogie, Royce Unchained, all of Judd's work, written, social media, um, scorenorth.com and the app are the one-stop shops. But we appreciate everyone who has helped drive us up to like twenty-two or 23,000 YouTube subscribers between Purple Daily and Scornorth. It's just been – we set out this year. We said, all right, between the two channels, Purple Daily and Scornorth, we want to get to 20,000 subscribers. It would be awesome. We're already at like 23,000, and we still have the entire football season to go. So thank you guys for helping build this community. It's been a blast, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow here on Purple Daily.